What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages? Your host, your boy, George McKay, is back in studio again today, and I got a good one. I got one of the men in the Ontario indie scene that I'm a huge fan of, somebody that I respect and consider a friend. And that's not showbiz talk because we actually have talked before the podcast. And he also has one of the best heads of hair in all of Ontario indie. I'll put his hair up against Von Vertigo. That's how confident I really am. Please help me welcome one half of Airstrike. Mike Forte to Straight Talk Wrestling. How are you, buddy? George, thanks for having me. Like I said, I mentioned you before, been really bored and been really looking forward to this interview, man. Perfect. That's great. Well, we're <laughs> going we're gonna to chop it up for the next 45 or so, talk about all things you. But first things first, I want to talk about you being one of the first professional wrestlers that I've known that has his up-and-coming line of hair care products. Can you talk to me about that and where that all came to fruition? There it is right there. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, uh, I'm like, I got to make sure I have this on hand. I'm pretty sure it's going to come up and I'm just going to slide it on in. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's the hair strike shampoo for everyday use, as the bottle clearly says. <laughs> so and the official shampoo for Raunchy Ronnie's Classy Barbershop. That's right. The one and only barbershop that I, I desperately cannot wait for stuff here in Ontario to open up. We're, we're very close. July is around the corner and I can actually get a proper fade and a proper top up because I can't do the long hair like you, man. That as soon as it gets a little bit longer than where it is now, I start itching. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Like it happens regardless, no matter what, like even for me, I'll get it every now and then. And, uh, literally just, you got to stay on it. It's almost like uh, it's, it's its own entity almost. <laughs> So talk to me about hair strike. Talk to me about where the idea came from and how you and your partner in crime, your PIC, Mr. Tyler Arrow, you guys decided to get that thing going. It actually all started with a joke. Like Arrow and I, we come out there and someone had mentioned because our, our tag team name is airstrike. And I can't remember who started the joke. It might have been warhead. If I, if I had to put a bet, I think it might have been Warhead. Because he came up to us and he said, do you guys realize how many hair flips you do in the match? <laughs> I'm like, no. He's like, every single time you guys get up, you're flipping your hair. It's all over the place. And every single time you guys are throwing punches, the hair's all over the place. You need to put an H in front of uh, your logo and call yourselves Hair Strike and go on and uh, sell shampoo products and hair care stuff. And that joke ran for about, I'd say a good seven months. And then Ranch, the joke got to him and him being a barber, he came up to us and he said, you know, if you actually want to get shampoo made because I am a licensed barber, I can make your own original shampoo for you guys and we could sell it. And, we're, and I'm looking at uh, Arrow and I'm like, let's do it. Who, who around here actually sells shampoo? Let's, let's go with this. Why not? And it turned out better than I thought. Like, we're, even though I'm holding a bottle right now, we are currently sold out. <laughs> this is just the one that, like, I've kept for myself. Because <laughs> I got, got to keep at least one of uh, the originals. And we sold out within two weeks. Like, we made even the logo for it. it's literally our tag team logo and we made a video of us slapping a post-it note with a scribbled on h in front of the a 
it's this like three minute long video of us doing like the math the art the science we can't come up with anything we find a post-it note smack <gasps> and then we can't <laughs> that's how we came up with the logo <laughs> but uh we did not think it was going to uh pick up as quick as it did to the point where we're waiting for our next order of shampoo and we're actually also getting conditioner well, for the next shampoo week. without conditioner you can't exactly we're like if you know if we if this sells well let's follow through with conditioner two weeks later we're looking at each other i guess we're making conditioner <laughs> and possibly down the line maybe even beard uh bomb and oil or something like that perfect and also a two-in-one you could do a two-in-one as well right hair shampoo and conditioner same bottle yes yes that would be very good so when you get your next shipment in where is it available for everyone to get on the bandwagon and use the shampoo that all the pros are using you can either contact myself or tyler arrow through facebook instagram or twitter uh i do not have a twitter and i've had a lot of people uh give me hell about it but at the same time i really don't want to go on twitter i had it for about uh two weeks and i'm like no no i I gotta get off this this is this is terrible i felt miserable just scrolling through twitter and i'm like no i got instagram i made a personal gmail so you can contact me at mikeforte hpw at gmail.com and follow me on Instagram through Mike Forte or follow me on Facebook through uh, Mike Forte as well. You can follow Ronchi Ronnie Randelson because he does carry our shampoos at his barber shop. And you can also follow Tyler Arrow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and contact us. Shoot us a message if you're interested in picking some up. We will ship it to you or even drive it to you. Fantastic. And what's the price point on this wonderful product? It's uh, $10 a bottle. We, we were hoping, like, oh, we can't charge more than uh, $10 because, like, with the sale price, you always got to make that 50% uh, of, uh, bleh, what's it called, a profit. And more than thankful, I'm like, okay, we can, we can sell it for $10. We don't have to upscale it to $15 because it's, it's legitimate salon-quality shampoo. Like, there's – it's, like, a lot of people were like, oh, what shampoo did you grab at, like – walmart or something and just twisted the top off and filled everything up with it's like no this is our own thing this is legitimately our own thing it's salon quality shampoo that's amazing but you know what i was there the first time i actually met you in person because i've been a fan of both you and tyler for a very long time and you guys were on my short list to get on the show first time i met you in person i was sitting down with uh, another good friend of mine ac coco we were at battle arts academy we were shooting the shit and then walked you two, and you you showed him the bottle. You were super excited, like a kid at, at Christmas. You were like, "Oh my God, look! I'm using my bubbly as example." But you're like, "You're like AC, look, look!" And he's like, "Okay, all right, great." He's like, "You guys got a logo," and you're like, "Yeah." And you're like, "But I got to tell you about the promotional video. Forget the logo for a second. I got to tell you about everything that we've imagined in this." And it was like this five minute rant, and I'm sitting there going, "This is hilarious." And then you were uh, working out at the gym, and. Um, we got to talking, we struck up the conversation. And next thing you know, we spent like a good half an hour running through your history to the point where I don't need to worry about any research because I had that conversation with you. So I'm locked in. So we'll get all your socials again at the end and, and the hair stuff all at the end to make sure people are aware of when they can support both of you guys. But talk to me about your early journey. When we met in person, we spoke about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Most importantly, the man that trained you, which was... Yeah one of the greatest Canadian wrestlers of all time, bar none, Lance Storm. 
a legend in this business, has wrestled from everybody from WCW, uh, ECW, WWE, Impact, all over the place. Lance Storm is a fixture in pro wrestling and the history of the Canadian side of pro wrestling, which a lot of people don't really see much of because it's very difficult for Canadian wrestlers to get that exposure because of all the red tape that comes with crossing the border and how difficult exactly. it is for visas and all that shit. It's absolutely nonsensical and COVID has made it 10 times worse. And we know when the world gets back to normal restrictions are going to be even harder for talents like you guys to get over stateside and expose them to how wonderful you guys are in the ring. And you two are two of the best uh, in the ring tag team, bar none, one of my favorite tag teams in Ontario. And I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. So uh, Tyler, I know you're probably watching this. Oh, I know Tyler's going to be watching this when we uh, when it goes live in July. Tyler, don't worry. I'm coming your way, but I had to get the, the, the best hair in Ontario first. You're very, you're top five, Tyler. You're top five, but Mike is number one. Mike and Bond Vertigo, they switched for me one, two. It's just the flowing locks are ridiculous. It's funny you say that because I'm pretty sure someone said, hey, when are you guys going to be inviting Bond Vertigo to the Hairspray Club? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should probably like kind of push that down the line. Absolutely. Maybe, uh, Heck, maybe once we get the conditioner and we might bring in a few other guys and do a commercial with other people instead of just using us oh, do for that, you, that commercial. Do you guys in fight or flight, man. Vertigo and Fuerza, you guys do that, it'll sell out like hotcakes. I can just see all of you like slow motion, water, hair flips, and the shampoo, and it's like, look, we just wake up looking this good after we've used the shampoo. After we've used the shampoo. <laughs> Got to get the John Morrison like slow-mo camera. <laughs> <laughs> you do yes you absolutely do but talk to me talk to the straight talk faithful about the journey to lance storm and how that all got started it's uh the funny thing is is i wasn't actually the one that was pushing myself to go to lance storms it was at the point in my life where i was just kind of i was getting past the day and uh, three of my buddies actually gifted me with uh, going to Calgary. I'm just going to throw their names out there. Uh, Wolf, uh, Candleish, Mike DeCesare, Richard Costelli. Thank you guys so much. I, I can't thank them enough for that. They showed up at uh, my house uh, Christmas of uh, 2014, and they said to me, we're shipping you off to Calgary to go train with Lance Storm. I'm looking at them. I'm like, you're either pulling my leg or you're serious. And once I found out it was true, I'm like, oh my God, I was both excited and terrified at the same time because I was going to be all the way on the other side of Canada with people I have no idea who they are. I've never been that far away from my family for such an extended period of time, but training with Lance and the group of people that I had, like training at Storm Academy, I could not have asked for a better group of people i got to stay at the storm house with four other uh, guys miss them all love you guys all to death and i hope to god we meet each other again sometime down the road i got to see uh only one of them like after training uh since then and i'm hoping to see more again one of the people that uh was in my class was rachel ellering so got to know her her and lance like clicked like that and she just <laughs> She, she might as well have been another daughter for Lance by the end of uh, the class for how close uh, they got. But, like, everyone got, got along so well. 
And uh, it was easily the best three months of my life training with Lance. And also, Lance is genuinely a funny person. Like, you see him on TV, and everyone's like, oh, he's such a dry, straight shooter. Straight shooter guy. And then you meet him, and he's making you laugh. Like, of course, like, no pun intended. You got, it's, there's serious time when you're training with him, but... Whenever he's giving the lectures, he, and he always gives like a comparison story of his own experiences, yet you're cracking up laughing. You're like, this guy's hilarious. I'm like, where was this guy on, uh, on uh, the programming? I'm like, he was one of the most entertaining and fun human beings I've ever met. And on top of it, like, it didn't even feel like he was a coach. He almost felt more like a father as time went by. Like, he genuinely cared for everybody in his class. And uh, he knew if you weren't doing something well, he's like, we're going to get back to this. I know you can do it. Like in terms of that sense, a very similar mindset to my current trainer, Rip Impact. And uh, after those uh, three months that I was there, like we were all in tears by the time we were going our separate ways. And I couldn't thank Lance enough for that and everybody else at uh, Storm Academy for just making that experience as wonderful as it was and everything that Lance uh, taught us about like make yourself available to these shows go to these shows help out at the ring if there's a seminar take part of the seminar try and get uh, ring gear as fast as you can and that's going to lead to the next uh, story (laughs) because as soon as I came back Literally, like four or five days later, as I came off the plane, Alpha One was having a seminar with Eric Young. And I'm like, this is perfect. I've seen a good, like, couple of dozen of Alpha One shows before I went to, uh, I went to Calgary. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is a big local company that I could start, like, getting to know and start, like, come help set up at the shows. And I do the seminar with uh, Eric Young and like, it was, it was fantastic. It's still to this day, probably one of the best seminars I've ever done. And what a guy, Eric Young. And um, he got, he kind of got through thrown off by my voice. Uh, as well. <laughs> Cause he's looking at me and he's like, you can take the bass out of your voice. I'm like, dude, this is how I talk. <laughs> and he's like, you should be an announcer. And funny enough, I announce uh, for Alan Kapaki at uh, my work. So it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm like, this is perfect. Everything's lining up. And then out of nowhere, uh, Ethan Page, that exact same day, gave me my very first match. And I'm like, I am completely unprepared. I have no gear. I'm fresh off of uh, the plane. <laughs> And uh, he put me in a tag team match. It was me and my very first tag team partner ever, Holden Albright, against uh, Anton, uh, white, Rus- uh, white Russian. And this other gentleman, Travis, who I never saw after that time. It was his very first uh, match as well. And damn near like having a heart attack before uh, the match because I did not expect to get booked. I had no gear at the time, and everyone was giving me hell for that. But... Paige stuck up for me at that point. He's like, he literally just got back from training. He says he ordered it. He didn't expect getting booked. Nah, 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 nah. So they're like, oh, he's fresh off the boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> oh, wrestlers. 
Uh, the puns that wrestlers make. Oh, he's fresh off the boat. Yeah, I don't know. I just came off a plane, actually. Not a boat. But thank you guys so much. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were all basically ready to, like, crap our pants by the time we were uh, going to go out. And uh, the person that uh, calmed us all down was uh, Heidi Lovelace, Ruby Riot. She was wrestling Kobe Durst for the uh, Zero Gravity Championship on the show. And just like damn near having a heart attack gathered us together she gave us like an amazing pep talk saw us out there the match went well and she was the first person to like give us a big hug as soon as we came to the back so like thank you to the thank you to both ethan page and heidi lovelace for making like my very first like wrestling experience absolutely fantastic and like truly feeling welcome for the first time in the wrestling uh, locker room but unfortunately, after that match, I wouldn't get back into a ring for almost two years. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So the, so the Alpha One show happened uh, December 2015. And as soon as January hit, like, my whole family got, like, hit with a curse, like, throughout uh, 2016. Uh, that year, we lost 12 family members in the span of that year. And I also lost a friend of mine in a car accident that year so it was a really really rough year for the entire family by the time the holidays came around uh, that year it was really really rough and uh, it wasn't even like distant relatives it was all like within like the core group of the family and being italian we have so many family members and then you see like eight empty chairs at like uh, christmas time on one side of the family and you're just like you're heartbroken of course. And uh, it wasn't until 2017, like spring of 2017, like I was still in a rut. And Rip Impact actually reached out to me. And uh, the only reason why he uh, reached out to me at the time was when I was doing the announcing, the music guy that we had uh, there actually knew him and he tried to get me in contact with him. So I shot Rip a message at one point in time, but I never got back to him because I was just so stuck in that rut and uh he had no rhyme or reason to do what he did he just out of nowhere messaged me out of the blue and said hey if you if you're serious actually getting back into the ring it's like let's meet up sometime and we met up at a tim hortons and uh he helped me basically set up a plan to get back into uh, wrestling. And then by the end of uh, 2017, I finally had my second ever wrestling match for HBW. So like, if it wasn't for Rip Impact, I wouldn't be wrestling today whatsoever. Wow. So like, thank you again, Rip, for like everything that you've done, even to this day, how much he's helped me and so many of the other guys at uh, HPW. But like two years, it took me to get back into the ring. and. Uh, once I was with HPW, I only had about uh, 16 matches. And then all of a sudden, my neck blows out. Not even doing anything in the ring. I don't even have any good story uh, for it. I was literally in the gym. Some, somebody that I knew came in and I turned my head and I heard like a loud crack. And it felt like it was a kink in my neck. I just couldn't turn my head. So I waited to go back to training for about a week. And by the time I went back, I took one bump in the ring and my arm just literally died on me. Oh, 
I had no feeling in my arm and it just crapped right out. And then my entire back season, I was hunched over and I was like petrified. And I was basically out of action for another year on top of that. And I'm like, well, I, I felt cursed. I finally got back to HP. I finally got back into wrestling, had about 16 matches, was wrestling for about eight months. And then I'm on the shelf for a year. And I didn't even know if I was going to be getting back. I had to go through multiple physio uh, sessions, chiropractor, uh, MRI, like everything. You name it, I had to uh, go through it. And I'm like, well, this is great. Didn't really think I was going to be getting back into wrestling. And then it wasn't until like uh, 2019, uh, Father's Day, Ranch and AC, now owners of uh, Battle Arts, they hold their first ever show for. Uh, Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment. And I wanted to smack them because they booked me with them in the main event. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> Especially with the talent that they had on the show. They had Ethan Page on the show. They had Tyson Dukes uh, on the show. BMD. Like, there were some fantastic names on this show. And then he's like, yeah, it's going to be you, Tyler Arrow, and Rip Impact against us raunchy nuts and pretty ricky in the main event and i'm like i've had 16 matches what's wrong with you <laughs> but they saw something in you that's why they gave you that opportunity because they saw something in you either that or we just became really good friends beforehand <laughs> All right, i was trying to build an emotional connection to the story but you just you sank the ship mike <laughs> <laughs> no I, I i had to at that point but like no, for like they they always uh, believed in me, and they're like, "We're gonna be your first match back as soon as you're ready to get back into the ring. We're getting in the ring with you." And the match went it was it went a lot better than I thought it was going uh, to be. A lot of people ended up enjoying the main event. A lot of the guys in the back really uh, enjoyed it as well. And I'm like, "Okay, we're back. Here we go." And I ended up having. Uh, uh, a couple more matches after that. By the time I had the uh, second match, it was with uh, Tyler Arrow at Courage Pro Wrestling. They put us in one-on-one, -on -one and they had the idea of, you guys are going to fight each other, it'll go to a draw, and you guys are going to form a tag team for uh, to wrestle for us at Courage Pro Wrestling. We're going to start building our tag uh, team. So we go out, have the match, ends in a draw, and the crowd boos kind of thing. So we start teasing the rematch. And then we were like, or maybe everyone would want to see the team of Tyler Arrow and Mike Forte. And they got really excited for that. And so there, we were set as a tag team. And at the time, it was only going to be for Courage Pro Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And me and uh, Arrow start talking to each other. Like, how many full-time tag teams are actually in Ontario? Like, think about it. Like, all the tag teams that you see, they're only wrestling for certain promotions. Mm -hmm. You can name, maybe on one hand, the amount of full-time tag teams that will actually go from promotion to promotion mm -hmm. as a tag team. Some people will be like, oh, these guys, uh, they tag team here and here, but this one guy has a different partner in this promotion, yada, yada, yada. We're like, you know what? Let's actually, let's push the tag team a bit with this. Let's see how far where we can go and uh ref uh brad myers was saying the exact same thing to us he's like guys go for it like 
there's like there's no full-time tag teams in Ontario. And then we started having a couple of matches. We started getting booked even more as a tag team than we did as singles. We still get booked as singles, but like it's at the point where like I'd say about 80% of the shows that we've gone to, we've been booked as a tag team now. And we finally, right before the pandemic, we were able to win our first tag team titles off of uh, Empire at Courage Pro Wrestling. And it was the last show, I think, it might have literally been the last wrestling show in the area out in Peterborough. Wow. And literally the week after that, everything was, everything was down. Like shows were even canceling as we were on the way to uh, Peterborough. There were supposed to be a couple of other shows happening that same weekend, and they all canceled, every single one of them. We were the only ones that uh, continued, and what a crowd. Like, you couldn't have asked for a better crowd. If that was going to be the last crowd that I was going to wrestle in front of for a while, ecstatic how amazing of a crowd uh, they were. And now we're just waiting for everything to come back. We've had a couple of tapings uh, here and there, but, like, still want to get more matches under uh, my belt. And... It just kind of seems like every single time I'm getting uh, my foot in the door, something's been putting up a roadblock, whether it was like the inf- when, when my family was going through all the deaths, the neck injury, and now COVID. I'm like, come on, man. Can I, can I, can I please have a nice year run of wrestling? Like, can I at least make it to 365 days with wrestling? <laughs> You know what? I think you can, and I think you will with, with the vaccines now coming. And again, this, I'm not, I'm not pro vaccine. I'm not non pro vaccine. You want to get it to get back to real life. Go ahead and do it. You don't want to get it. That's your choice. And I'm not just talking to you, Mike, I'm talking to everybody out there. But the fact is, is that you look at the States, you look at what the States has done and they're putting on shows every weekend now for the last two or three months, solid, actually maybe four months. I've seen shows as early as January, February in the States and they're going, they're going strong. They're going mass. They're going mass free. They're going pro choice, whatever you want to do. So if we here in the lockdown capital of the world, not Canada, the world, yeah, of the world, the only only province, only country uh, that's had as many lockdowns as we've had, and that's because our, our government's a bunch of idiots. But hey, who am I to judge the the, the people that we voted in? I'm not going to lie, I voted for Doug Ford. If I had known a pandemic was coming, I wouldn't have voted for anybody. I would have said fuck it. But I voted for Doug Ford because I thought he was better off than fucking the other one, Kathleen Wynne. But hey, you know what? I lost that bet. I bet on uh, Doug Ford. I lost that fucking bet. But now that the world is opening, we know that in July, we're going to go into stage two, hopefully, unless the numbers spike again, which they haven't been. They've actually been very, very declining, very comfortable because we know that uh, province is about 65 or 66 percent fully vaccinated. So we're well over halfway now uh, of getting there. But if shows do open up, you've obviously got to defend your titles at Courage Pro. You have, you know, HWE. You have Alpha One, which I'm not sure how that's going to go now with Ethan Page being an AEW full-time. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Alpha One is going to continue. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I'm not saying there's been a close-up shop. I'm not. There's not clickbait here, guys. I'm just trying to uh, educate people. And you know what the funny thing is? I didn't even know what clickbait was till like three weeks ago. So I've been doing this YouTube <laughs> shit for like a year. I had no idea what clickbait was. And then, um, well, if you want to know about that story, watch the 200 episode. I explained it all in there. I'm not going to get into it now. <laughs> but the fact is, is that, um, you know, we're, we don't know what's going to happen with Alpha One, but then you've also got HPW. You've got, uh, you know, so many great promotions out there. You got Destiny World Wrestling, which you guys haven't tapped into yet. You've got Battle Arts Academy now, yeah. also associated with HWE. 
Um, we don't know how that's going to go. I, I've, I've, I text AC all the time, random stupid ideas. Cause I think I'm a booker. I'm like, what about an invasion <laughs> angle, bro? But we do it like crazy. I go, what about if like the podcast was invaded? He's like, who's going to give a shit about that? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to be involved. Fucker. I want to be part of shit. And uh, you've also got Barry wrestling. You've got, you know, so, so many great promotions, uh, that are waiting in the wings to get started. So out of all those areas that you haven't tapped into yet, because we know you're, you're tied in with courage pro. You've also got in with everybody in Hamilton already knows who Mike Forte is. There's areas of Ontario that you haven't branched out to. Are you looking mm-hmm. when shows resume to start tapping into those markets a little bit more? Uh, Airstrike and Mark, Mike Forte, aside, like, are you going to do solo stuff there? Also tag team stuff. Would you like to do both? Like, are there untapped promotions that you definitely want to get in the door with? Oh, hundred percent. Uh, one of them that we're hoping to, uh, work for once everything's over is crossfire out in the Niagara region of Fort Erie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like they always have like a great showing of talent over there. And like, it's definitely a step in the direction that uh, arrow and I want to go more experienced, uh, wrestlers over there, a lot of different tag teams, especially like it would be amazing to even get into the ring with the Deaners. Like, Two guys like that really learn off of them, really pick their brains, get, getting in like at least like a handful of matches uh, with them. I would absolutely love that. Uh, we were able to, during the pandemic, uh, wrestle Space Pirates and like love those guys to death. I would like, they were like the number one team, like me personally, I really wanted to get into the ring with. And it was a blast getting into uh, the ring with them. I would definitely want to get out to uh, Barry. I want to be able to like, build up the uh, experience to be like someone that like a company like destiny a company like alpha one would want to book consistently and like if i'm not there at this moment that's the goal once uh things start going is get good enough to be able to get on shows like that and even like wrestling out of province it's like if the states have to wait the states have to wait you got to walk before you run but if it happens it happens and there's so many opportunities in Ontario. Like there is a plethora of uh, promotions in Ontario. Like I think, when was it? I think they actually did a poll in 2019, the amount of promotions that ran at least one show in Ontario. And I think it was like, it was over a hundred. Mm-hmm. And that's like, including like WWE impact all the way to like your destinies, Alpha Ones, Hamilton Pro Wrestling, like everything. We had over a hundred promotions have at least one show in Ontario in 2019. Like it's absolutely amazing. You have so many different places. You can go so many different opportunities. And like it's at the point where it's like if you're if you're not getting booked, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? I uh, for the longest time when I started this podcast four and a half years ago, um it was more just about highlighting Raw and SmackDown because we were trying to find ourselves. And mm-hmm. then it became getting exposed to the Ontario indie scene. And it, it came from Georgie Iceman, one of the great promoters in Ontario, runs Destiny Wrestling. We met him, we sat down and talked with him, and then it kind of steamrolled from there. He gave us access to a couple of members of his roster. Then we branched out and started hitting other promotions. All of a sudden, I realized there's, there's this fucking scene in my backyard that I had never, I never knew existed. I was, you know, blinders on, WWE. I mean, if it's not perfect, that's, that's what it is. And then, you know, from there I branched down into, I found, I discovered new Japan uh, a couple of years into my love of wrestling. And then I discovered 
you know, TNA at the time, which was Impact, and I loved everything they were doing, especially with oh, the yeah. women's division, because I'm very pro uh, women's wrestling, being a girl dad. And then all of a sudden, you get into this, and you're like, holy shit, all this has been going on. And then we started highlighting the indie scene, but then I started getting mad, because I'm like, no, I don't want to highlight it. I want to keep it. I want to keep it for myself. <laughs> I want to be greedy right now. But then I couldn't, because there's so much amazing talent here. And I say this all the time. Like, there's talent that I've been able to see in Canada because they're solely in Canada because of all the red tape. And this was something that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode I want to get yep. into, is the fact a lot of people don't understand the hoops that Canadian wrestlers have to jump through. One of the uh, best unsigned uh, indie wrestlers for a long time in Ontario was the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. 100%. And then, gets, and then he gets signed to Impact Wrestling because he worked his ass off, he paid his dues, and he fucking lit it up everywhere he went. And yes. uh, there's not one wrestler in this province, in the world that hasn't tangled with Josh Alexander, that can't say he is hands down top, one of the top five wrestlers in the world today. I'll put that on anybody's list. And if anybody, he's fantastic. Oh yeah. Anybody wants to challenge me on that? Fucking come at me because (laughs) I've got enough knowledge to back it up. And also speak about Mike Bailey. You can't for the longest time. You could only get him here in Canada or in Japan because of all the red tape. So do you believe that maybe hoping, hopefully with the pandemic, it doesn't revert back to be even more restrictions, but do you believe that they should make it so much more easier for wrestlers to come in and out of Canada in order to showcase their, their abilities to the world? Well, hundred percent. I wish that could be a thing. It's, it's unfortunate. There's a lot of concerns that like, really, it's not, it shouldn't really matter to a, anybody it's not like there's some sort of illegal trade going on between these people it's like they want to come there and they want to work and like you gotta have like literally you gotta have this piece of paper you gotta have this piece of paper you gotta have this piece of paper and they could literally turn you around at the border just because and it's like but i have all this it's like why are you turning me around and sometimes it could literally be somebody says something across the border and it could be something very, very petty and they won't even have any proof of it. Like I've heard of people literally not being able to travel back to the States because like, oh, this guy was making uh, this guy was making money without a green card and the guy totally had his green card. And he literally got blacklisted got his green card taken away and it's like uh yeah here's the green card i totally don't have thanks for taking it away and thanks for believing whatever lie was told and now you're in purgatory of canada now i can only wrestle here for like i can't remember how long uh those like suspensions go for i think it's like five or six years then you gotta wait for that to uh go out and then it's like great that's six years of your career that you can't travel to the states where like there's so much more exposure there and like so many of the guys around here, like they blew their popularity blew up as soon as they started wrestling in the states. Because I I don't I don't know if it's just like uh, the way the promotion is in the states, but like word gets around faster there for some reason. Well, and network. like it's a network. It's a it's yes. A, it's a stronger network than ours, and I, I'm not saying that as a slap in the face. It's just mm-hmm. I find a lot of promoters here. Uh, don't don't really talk to one another. And a lot of promoters yeah. here try to keep things amongst themselves. And it's like, why can't we share the talent? Why can't we build the talent from within? We want to highlight this country. I've been saying for a long time that we need an NXT North up here. I mean, yes. NXT UK has something. Uh, you know, NXT, obviously the States has it locked down. 
But what about NXT North? And there are so many wrestlers on the NXT roster that have wrestled here, that have fan yep. bases here, that know the talent here. A couple names off the top. Adam Cole, Johnny yep. Gargano, um, Karrion Cross, or, you know, like there's so many members. Keith Lee has wrestled here a yep. bunch of times. So many members of that roster or former members of that roster that yep. have wrestled here and know the talent that is waiting in the wings. And it's almost like, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show, Mike, because it's been a while since I've had a homegrown talent on the show. And I feel like I have enough of a name, enough of a reputation here for the great stories and conversations that I have with my guests that it highlights talent that people may not see. So at the end of this, if anybody doesn't get an education on who Mark, Mike Forte is, you need to shut up, sit down and pay attention because <laughs> you are very, very, very talented in the ring. And there's a guy from Montreal who I consider to be the next great talent, somebody who's been in the business for a very long time, named Jeremy Prophet. And he prophesizes nothing but the truth. And he's been on a crusade since he hooked up with a great, another great podcast, another great group of Canadian guys called Joe Full in the Ring. He hooks up and he literally uh, has been pioneering and pushing and crusading for Canadian talent to get noticed. And he won the Jericho Award, so he won a free training session with Lance Storm. And I'm sure him and Landstorm probably had conversations. Uh, Jericho knows who he is. Like, and that's the thing, right? That's what frustrates you. You got guys like Jericho, guys like Landstorm, guys like Bret Hart, guys like the Hart family. There's so many great Kevin Owens. So many great yeah. Canadian talents that have come out of here. Like, like nobody's nobody's figured. Like in, in the great halls of Vince McMahon yeah. and having twenty thousand people up his ass, nobody <laughs> stuck their head out of his ass to say, "Hey, got a lot of great talent coming out of Canada." And the history yep. of wrestling is kind of built around Canada. Should we uh, should we send a scout up there? Yeah. Yeah, you fucking really, you should. You should. That's a, that's a, that's a bit of a big brain move, don't you think? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not logical at all. It's kind of taking a huge no. gamble and a risk. But, I mean. No, it's one of those things that makes too much sense, so it's not worth it. Well, exactly. And the same thing with AEW. Like, Jericho is uh, one of the, the front runners, the first big signee they had other than the guys who are obviously in front of the camera, but also behind the scenes. Uh, you would figure yeah. a guy like Tony Khan who wants to change the wrestling landscape, a guy who loves to go on every podcast he can get on to hear his name, to hear himself speak. I mean, he's the only Tony in wrestling. He's the only Khan in wrestling. <laughs> but the fact is, is that you have a guy like Jericho who knows the talent here or who should. Because if I'm from Canada and I have the, the clout in the, in the industry that I have, I want to keep my ear to the grindstone. So we can bring up the next Jericho. We can bring up the next Kevin Owens. We can bring it. Like, you got a guy like Speedball Mike Bailey waiting in the fucking wings. And nobody Absolutely. snatched this fucking guy up. And it's it's not even just him. There's, like, a massive group that I've gotten to know, like, here in Ontario, where it's like, why aren't these guys signed? Like, one person that I think, like, has everything. Like, if there's one promotion I can really see him in, it's NWA Tyler Turbo. Like, I don't know why, but I see Tyler Turva and WA. And, like, not only that, like, the guy, like, the guy's got everything. He's got a look. He, he could talk. He's fantastic in the ring. I was fortunate to be in the ring with him a couple of times now. And, like, he's an amazing talent. And there's so many other people. Like, you got the Night Train, Just Insane. You have Jody Threat. You have the Space Pirates. You have so many other people around here that are just incredibly talented. And you just, you're, you're trying to pick everyone's 
brain all at the same time. Like if one of the things Lance and Rip would say to their students is, don't be afraid to branch off. He's like, I'm not trying to like hoard you here. Like you're my talent. This will always be your home base, but don't be afraid to go get words of wisdom from this person. Don't be afraid. Like when, uh, when Josh was still uh, uh, training out in Schomburg, I went there like close to a dozen times. It was near the end until like right before when he shut down. So I was able to go up a good like nine or 10 times. And like, that was a whole other experience in itself, being able to uh, learn from him and uh, even being able to get into the ring with him that one time in uh, Courage Pro Wrestling with my 30th match. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing booking me against Josh Alexander? It's my 30th match. You got to stop, drew- stop saying stuff like that, okay? There's a reason why you're booked. You need, to, you, need to start, you need to start having a little bit of an ego. You are talented. It's okay to be humble. It is okay. I always say that. Stay humble, and you're rewarded with good friends and good relationships in this business. And I have the ability to now call Mike Forte a friend of mine. But the fact is, you can't deny your talent. You've got, you've got something special. And again, it's not because I'm jealous of your hair. I appreciate your hair. But I appreciate your ability in the ring. So please, you've said it twice. There will not be a third time. Do not All say right. it for the rest of this interview. Understand you got booked for Josh Alexander based on your talent. I lasted the whole 30 with him. (laughs) There you go. You went a whole 30 minutes with Josh Alexander. And I'm sure at the end of the match, knowing him and knowing how great of a human being he is, he came up and he said, dude, that that was a great match. And I know he did. It it was a lot of fun. And like, he broke down the whole match. I asked him like, what's, what critique can you give me? And he's like, I guess, I don't hold back on the critiques just to give you a heads up. I'm like, don't throw any BS at me. I don't learn anything. If you sugarcoat, it's like, if I, if I'm the shits, I'm the shits. Tell me I'm the shits. And he told me everything in the matches. I like this. I was like, you got to do this a different ways. I guess work on uh, this, this, this turned out very good. No, 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 no. You listen very well here. He's like, you were able to correct the mistake here. Like without my help whatsoever. Yada, yada, yada. Like, it was a really good like pep talk and it was i didn't realize how long we were talking with each other too it was like a little over an hour he was uh, having this conversation with me and it's like oh my god it's like it's uh it's (laughs) halftime it's uh, intermission it's like (laughs) it's like i guess we'll go sell our stuff it's like thank you very much that's, that's great though right i mean that's that's somebody who took the time to break it down say hey certain parts were awesome certain parts were rough Certain parts are fixable. So how else do you learn to get better? But there was a reason why the promoter decided to book you with it. And it was probably knowing that that hour-long conversation was going to help make you better and learn some knowledge from a guy like Josh Alexander. So that's why you were booked. I mean, if I can see it, I don't understand why you can't see it. That's a pretty logical move, in my opinion. Pretty logical. <laughs> pretty logical move. But so um, tagging with Tyler Arrow. It's, 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 it's definitely one hell of an experience and you guys gel so, so well, but the one thing I know, and I, I'm not trying to get too personal, but when we were sitting down, we were having our little conversation in Hamilton Pearl, both of you were very open and honest about your up and up and down battles with mental health. I mean, yep. the depression stuff sinks in, like you said, every chance you've had to try to get a steady stream going, something happens. 12 mm-hmm. deaths in the family. Um, you lost your best friend in a car accident, then your neck injury. Then, you know, and, you, and you've had roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. But the way I look at those roadblocks is that they're, they're just mountains you got to climb. Once you climb over, you got you to gotta get up and you got to keep moving. 
And I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone's had those challenges. I've had those challenges, not a span of 12 deaths, but I've lost people and I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've lost friends. I've gained friends. I've lost knowledge. I've gained knowledge. I've had great conversations with some of my heroes. And then I've had conversations with people who I, I looked at as my heroes. And then when you have a conversation, when the record button's on, it's all professional. When the cord button's yep. off, I've realized a lot about wrestling. And you know mm-hmm. what? There's like you said, one other thing before we get into the mental health stuff is that there's a great talent in AC Coca. And I know why he hasn't been signed because mm-hmm. of Dave. I have huge beef with Dave. Dave knows this. I've never sugarcoated it. And that's why I've, I've told AC to drop Dave, but he won't, he won't do it. He says he needs his barber and that's fine. But I know the reasons why. And Dave, I know you can see me and don't get me wrong. One day we're going to have that hair versus hair match and I'm going to shave your fucking head and it's going to be gold. <laughs> I'm challenging you now, Dave. As soon as shit opens up, you and me, hair versus hair match, and I'm going to wipe the floor with you. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I haven't figured that part out yet, but I will win. Anyways, mental health issues, up and down battles. What, um, like, what's that like having somebody going through the same thing, somebody as being able to lean on that person when all this stuff's going on? During this uh, whole pandemic, like, uh, the first time uh, me and Arrow were able to talk with each other, gave him a call just out of the blue. I think it was maybe about a month and a half into the pandemic. Like no one had seen anybody. And I'm like, I got to start making the rounds. I got to start making the call, see how uh, everyone's doing. Cause at that point, no one was really like taking that uh, initiative to kind of start uh, checking up on people. So the first person I called was Nick and uh, that conversation lasted almost five hours. I was going to call a bunch of other people that day. It was, it was, it was just Arrow and I, and, like, we talked about anything and everything. He told me how, like, it was weighing down on him. I told him everything, like, that I was feeling, and it's like, I feel like I'm just melting away. Everything, like, I feel like my body's just starting to seize up, and by the time we get back into the ring, I'm going to get slammed on the mat, and I'm going to shatter into a million pieces. And, like, we just kind of had the same feelings, and we were just talking about everything, and after about, like, that five-hour conversation like if we weren't close before we got even closer at that point and then from that point we were all we just kind of started just always checking up on each other whether it was like sending each other stupid stuff online or just like trying to find a loophole to even meet up somewhere even if it was like to grab a coffee or something like that and just let it all out and it's like Here's everything that's going on. Here's what I'm mad about right now. Here's the stress I'm dealing with. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for not judging. And cheers with the coffee. <laughs> it's like, so about that hair product stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that where the is that where the brainchild came from? Is that when you had the time to really sit down and think, fuck it, let's let's roll the dice it, on this shit, right? <laughs> it was during the pandemic. It was literally that. We just started talking about it. And as soon as Ranch came up to us and like said, hey, I can make that happen for you guys. It's like I literally called up uh, Arrow and was like, so here's the thing. <laughs> Remember that crazy idea about making our own brand of shampoo? Uh, Ranch can make it happen for us. He's like, you are, you're kidding, right? It's like, no, let's. Let's take this ball and run. 
Well, okay, so great. Be- now you've now you've made me ha- now I got to go on camera and I got to be professional here, Mike. So I'm going to do this. <clears throat> Ronch, thank you for doing that for airstrike. I really, really appreciate you <laughs> for doing that. There, I was nice. That's the nicest I'm going to be to fucking Dave. That's it. That's the nicest I'm going to be. All right. If it if it makes you feel any better, I was his very first singles match and he lost. <laughs> yes, I do feel better. I feel all kinds of better. Yes, I do. Thank you for that. That's vindication, baby. Vindication. So you know when you get the next get the next run, you need to message me so I can send you ten bucks so I can get a bottle autographed by both of you. I'm never gonna use it. I'll keep it in my you know my wonderful studio here, the Straight Talk Studios, and I want to get a. I'll put it right up there, right between the fiend and Sting. There it is, right there, so it can be seen for the masses. That's, that's right. some high honor next to the Fiendom Sting. Yeah, that's right. Considering I only have six or seven action figures, I'm not a yeah. I'm not a crazy collector. I just got the guys that I love. That yeah. that was about it. But a couple more. Bas- sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. As soon as you mentioned uh, action figures, I basically like the one NSW show that happened in between that little break of uh, the January December lockdown, and then everything shut down again in March. Was able to bring all of my action figure stuff to uh, NSW while we were doing the uh, recordings, and I opened the bag. I'm like, "All right, guys, have fun." I was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Grab what you want and go. I'm gonna be moving pretty soon. Grab what you want and go. I'm not bringing this stuff with me." And they're like, "They don't like everyone just kind of like, oh, I'll, I'll take this one figure. I'll take this one figure." In comes Pretty Ricky. He's like, "All of them?" He's like, "Yeah, take whatever you want." picked it all up and went and everyone came up at me. Is there anything else you want to part with? I'm like, I'm going to have to go beat up Pretty Ricky in the parking lot for the rest of it. <laughs> you just took them all and you left. <laughs> you took them all and you left. That's Ricky, though. That's what Ricky does for you, man. That's what Ricky does for you. So out of out of everything that's happening, we hope to get shows in July. We're going to get some summer shows. Um, obviously, the first show or the first booking you guys are going to be getting is defending those Courage Pro titles. If... Yes. The booker comes to you and the promoter comes to you and says, listen, who do you want a shot at? Who do you want to be the first team you defend against? Who would, who would you have in your mind? Considering, like you said, there's only a few. I mean, off the top of my head, there's you guys. There's obviously Raji Nuts. There is Empire, which you've had many battles for. There is obviously, um, oh my God. Oh my God, they're going to kill me. The Dirty Fighter Nets. Flight. The Dirty yep. Vets, Fight or Flight. Like, these are teams that run as teams. So there's not yes. a whole lot. That's it. And then, of course, if I could name anybody, there's a team out from, you know, the East End of Canada. I actually wore the shirt specifically to mention yep. their names because they are two of the nicest individuals. And, yeah, there was some, some stuff about the speaking out movement, but we got all past that. We know what happened. I'm not condoning anything that was said or done. But as far as I'm concerned, one of them owned up to it and he apologized. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get any more detail than that. But the simple fact of the matter remains, that's who I would like to see Airstrike go toe-to-toe with. If it can happen, it can happen safely. But who would you like to step in the ring with to defend those Courage Pro Tag Team titles with? There are two teams that uh, come to mind. One of them we faced before is Fight or Flight. Mm -hmm. We faced them once. But it was in a ladder war for uh, MAPW. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we want a traditional tag team match against them. And another team that we would love 
to get to, in the ring with two people that like made a huge name for themselves in the Germanian club where uh, Courage Pro Wrestling runs out of would be Jim Rats 2.0, Scotty O'Shea, and Del Bruno. Two guys, those two guys, like I, I got, uh, Scotty O'Shea was one of the guys on my wish list that I wanted to wrestle one-on-one. I was able to wrestle him one-on-one in NSW and like had an absolute blast with him and like really happy with how the match turned out. He had a lot of fun and like Del Bruno is another person I really want to have a one-on-one match with as well. And I also just love them as a tag team. And like, I've seen them like have all these many, many tag title runs and they've reunited for Hamilton wrestling entertainment. It's like, why not bring them to uh, courage pro wrestling? We have something that maybe they want. And I would absolutely love to get into uh, the ring with them. They're definitely to me right now, the number one tag team I would like to get into uh, the ring with. I also would love to get into the ring with uh, space pirates again. Absolutely. And I think, I think every one of those teams that you mentioned and the one I threw in myself, I think those would all be four great, great matches. But the only problem I have with one of them is fight or flight. Now, the only reason I say that is because um, there would have to be a sequence in the match for about two minutes long where you and Vaughn would do just hair flips. I'd be down. It have to happen. Oh, 100%. It has to. 100%. And it has to hair be flip one of those, like, hair flips where you flip your hair and go, and the crowd goes, ah! And then they flip their hair, and the crowd goes, boo, you know? <laughs> it would have to be one of those hair flip maneuvers. We'll get shirts made. You know, like those special event shirts? Like, I was there for hair flip nation. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I was there Sell for the hair flip war of 2021. Sell them just for that show and never again. People are like, oh, I want to buy uh, that shirt. You should have been there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I can totally see you say that. Hey, Mike, awesome man! I'll take a bottle of shampoo. Um, I would love an autograph. Uh, can I get a picture? And hey, do you have any of those hair flip? No, 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 no. Everything else you can get. Yeah, you cannot get the. Sh- Were you there? Like, no, I wasn't there. But, <laughs> but I, I heard about it. Well, hearing about it and being there, that's why the shirt specifically says I was there. Yeah. If you were not there, you did not get the shirt. No, I'm not going to, I guess, look, I'm a businessman. I'm not going to turn around and turn you into a liar. Exactly. Your integrity <laughs> is all you have. And if you were not at the hair flip war of 2021, you are not allowed you to own a shirt. No, absolutely nope. not. That's right. The well, only way we'll sell it to you afterwards, you got to bring your ticket. That's right. Yes. You have, you have to bring to your ticket. Proof of purchase. Proof, proof of, of purchase. purchase. Yes. And you know what? We'll give you $2 off. Because that's the guys we are. Instead of 20 bucks a shirt, 18. But we don't make change. So if all you have is a 20, we'll take a 20. There's no change being made here. No change. 100%. I, I, nope. I, you know what? Let me handle all the logistics for you on this. We'll make bank. All kinds of bank. <laughs> Let's do it. And, and my final question. If there was anyone in the wrestling world history that you could sit down and have a one-hour conversation with, dead or alive, I know it's a tough question. I ask those questions here. This is the first first time I've ever asked this question, but I think you would have a great answer for it. So if you had one hour to pick the brain of any wrestler in the history of wrestling, current, retired, dead, or alive, who would you choose that one-hour conversation with? Oh, man, you got me thinking here. There's so many different ones for different reasons. Uh... Yes, you got to give me one. You got to narrow it down. Gotta be, gotta get, I got to go tough on you, buddy. I'm sorry. 
if I could pick a handful, like Eddie Guerrero for sure, hundred percent, I have to go with Eddie as one of like if I were to name a top three, Eddie for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, another one just based on like the guy that basically got me watching wrestling the undertaker okay okay like that all these bright colorful guys when i was uh watching wrestling that all of a sudden lights go out see this big ominous figure coming to the ring i'm like who the hell is that <laughs> and that was the reason why i started watching wrestling so i like would well, love to even have a conversation with him and the other uh, person the guy who got me watching new japan pro wrestling uh, hiroshi tanahashi Okay. Okay. Would be another person. Also, another gentleman with absolutely fantastic hair. That is true. That's true. You're right. You're oh. Tanahashi. It could be yours for the low, low price of ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll drive it to you. He'll drive it all the way. He'll bet spend three thousand dollars just to get over there to you. Went over there. <laughs> right over there. I think well, I'll I- set up a Canada post on that one. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned uh, you mentioned New Japan because. I remember, and I, we'll, we'll go a little bit longer in this one, but I remember you telling me a hilarious story of when you were training at Lamp Storm School and there was a sushi restaurant you all used to go to. And <laughs> one of the guys you were training with bit off literally a little bit more than he could chew. And, well, I'm not going to give it away, but Mike, please, if you could, as before we wrap it up and we get your socials, please tell the infamous all you could eat Sushi story, please. Please tell us. I love how sushi is just becoming a part of the overall gimmick with uh, me and Arrow. I absolutely love it. Now, I'm going to plug the wrestler as well because he is still wrestling in Australia. Perfect. I got to know him as Jake Lowe. The wrestling uh, community gets to know him as Kai Drake. Okay. Now, there was this sushi restaurant that opened up about a month into training. And we were all saying to each other, like, we were teasing each other, like, we got to find a good sushi restaurant around here. We got to go for sushi. And it became such a long-going joke from the start of training to the end that, like, Lance didn't want to hear it anymore. And, uh, like, a handful of the students, only, like, three of them. One of them was Rachel, and then uh, the other one was uh, Dennis and uh, Jay. They were the only people that were like completely turned off of it. Like, we don't want to hear you guys mention sushi again for how much you guys talk about it. Like, we went from loving sushi. We don't even want to be in the same vicinity of the restaurant you guys are going to. And we were going there on, I'd say, a minimum two, three times a week (laughs) right after training. (laughs) Because the lunch special still going on. $13 all you can eat. We were just going ham i don't know if they loved us or hated us by the time we were gone because they just opened up they were getting so much money from us but at the same time the sheer amount that we were eating oh my goodness (laughs) one of the and i'm always i always end up being the guy that orders for all the years i've gone to sushi restaurants i know how much people are going to are going to eat and i know how much to order and there was never a time that we were there where people felt like they were going to die and there was still food on the table. They felt like they were going to die as soon as they had that last bite. And they're like, okay, I'm done. No mas. <laughs> so I was late one of uh, uh, the times I had to go over to the bank, 
and deal with whatever the heck I had to uh, deal with there. And it ended up being about a half hour. So Jake decided, I guess I'm going to take over the mantle of ordering for uh, people. So by the time I uh, came in, they were they already had food at the table. I'm like, oh, perfect. Uh, what else did you order? Oh, this is coming out. This is coming out. This is coming out. Okay, awesome. And uh, all of a sudden, like, man, we don't have to put another order in. They just keep bringing out food to us. This is insane. I'm like, man, Jake, you, you ordered, like, in one shot. That was great. As time went by, they kept bringing out more and more food. And everyone starts going, man, I'm really getting full. I'm like, and then they bring out a giant boat that had about a hundred pieces of sushi on it. And I'm like, I guess this is the grand finale. Finish it all off. And I'm like, okay, that was wonderful, but no more. They bring out another boat. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like, Jake, how much did you order? I'm like, I ordered enough for everybody. So I pull over the waitress and I ask them, I'm like, how many more uh, things of sushi are coming out? They're like, you have 60 more rolls coming out. I'm like, now when you say 60 more rolls, do you mean individual pieces or entire rolls? They're like, you have 60 entire rolls still coming out. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what the hell did you order? He's like, well, everyone said that they were hungry. So I ordered 10 of everything. I'm, I'm gonna kill you <laughs> so i said to her what hasn't been made cancel everything they're like go to the back and she comes out like there are uh, three rolls that were just made they're gonna come out everything else got uh, canceled i'm like thank you we'll we'll eat those three rolls no problem they bring the three rolls to the table we all look over at jake grab the rolls and push it over to him ever so slowly <laughs> And he's like, guys, I'm full. You should have thought of that before you ordered 10 of everything on the freaking menu. So how many how many individual pieces are in a roll? They go, they range anywhere from six to eight. So let's say they was all so that was 24 pieces. I'm gonna go with eight each. So that was 24 pieces more he had to eat on top of that other boat. Was that other boat the second boat? Was it gone? Uh the second boat we I don't know how we did it. But you did it. We ate it. I'm also a bit of a furnace. I burn off food like nothing. Right before the pandemic ended, we went to a place. Uh, me, uh, Rip, and Arrow were like, everything is going to get shut down again. Let's go someplace to eat. And uh, we ended up at Chuck's Roadhouse. Like, pretty decent place for uh, getting, like, some, like, good, like, priced, decent quality steaks. Only place I know where you can get a 20-ounce porterhouse for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, go there. We ordered this, like, serves six of buffalo chicken nachos. It was gone. I ordered the 20-ounce porterhouse. I had a uh, baked potato for the side. Everyone else orders their food. And uh, Rip's like, I I feel like I can do uh, dessert. How about you guys? And I'm like, I'm good. And uh, Arrow's like, yeah, I think I'll get something as well. Waitress comes. Rip orders his dessert. Arrow changes his mind. He's like, I'm going to have a beer instead. She looks at me. What will you have? I'll have another porterhouse, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all three of them are looking at me the waitress rip and arrow are you serious I'm like dude i feel the exact same now than when i came in another porterhouse please but you know what i'll have a salad for the side this time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
So back to the sushi story because we sidetracked a little bit there. Did he finish the three rolls? He finished, and he was in a bit of a coma afterwards. But uh, one thing him and I bonded over, it doesn't take long for us to get hungry again. And then I'd say about three hours later, him and I ordered a pizza. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, and, 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 and for all you uh, gentlemen out there, uh, most of us got to put the work in. I look at a pizza and I gain 10 pounds. Just hearing your sushi story, I gain 10 pounds. I have just insane helping me with uh, the workout routine. and So do I. My wife and I booked him as our personal trainer. So he's got us on water. I, we're doing his YouTube workouts. My wife is a little bit more faithful than I am just because of work and the podcast. I fit it in when I can. I'm, I'm right now, I want to say one to two a week. I'm hoping to get it up to three to four a week yeah. if I can. But we're doing like the 10-minute, 15-minute workouts. And uh, the yeah. last one was the low-impact workout, which for me was not low-impact. I was sweating profusely. I was cursing his name. Uh, <laughs> Justin saying, if you're watching this, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I kind of have to say that as well because one of the workouts he had me uh, do to really push myself was 100 deadlifts. It was basically 10 by 50 straight leg, 10 by 50 sumo. And by the end of uh, my bulk, I'm like, okay, he said to really push yourself on the last day. So I'm going to push myself. I, it was the only workout I did that day. And then I did cardio and I went home. I did not finish my workout. Yes, Justin, I know shame on me, but I pushed <laughs> myself. And I did uh, 315 about 100 times. It took me about an hour and a half, but I did it. Good for you. Good for you. As soon as it was over, I'm like, I'm going on the treadmill and I'm going home and I'm going to have myself some ravioli in the mat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, the great thing about Justin Sane is that he's such, he's one of the nicest guys in the world. And uh, great guy. his, his motivation skills are off the charts. And uh, even like my wife messaged him after my wife's like, George is cursing you. He's like, George can curse me now. But when he sees the results six months from now, he's going to love me even more. It's like, listen, bro, I still love you. You family. But fuck you, that low-impact workout was not low-impact. It was very, very straining. And I there's muscles that I haven't used in years that are hurting. Still, right here, I, it's hard to breathe because somehow I strained the right side of my stomach or the left side of my stomach. Yeah. And I, I've never, I haven't used those since rugby. So, just insane. Your low-impact workout is not low-impact. Fuck. All right. Mike, this has been an amazing conversation. And obviously, as I tell everybody, but especially to you, sir, you are now a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime. Thank you for having back, me. We'd love to have you back. Go ahead and shout out all your socials. Let everyone know where they can get the hair strike. And don't forget that when you do get the second run, you better DM me because I get a fucking bottle signed by both you and Arrow. Oh, don't worry. We're probably going to be making another commercial once we get everything uh, up and going. So awesome. you could follow me on Facebook through Mike Forte. Follow me on Instagram, Mike Forte HPW. And uh, if you're willing to uh, give me a shout and uh, put me on your show, my Gmail is MikeForteHPW at gmail.com. You could also follow and DM me on any of those uh, wonderful social media outlets and pick up your very own bottle of Hairstrike Everyday You Shampoo. <laughs> Oh my God. That, that is the picture perfect way to end this. So from all of us here at the straight talk faithful from my guest, Mike Forte and myself, your host, your boy, thank you so much for watching peace, love and wrestling and great hair care products.
and we will see you guys all next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my league. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk.